Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...and who received a galling fire from the concealed Indians, the rest of us turning to the nearest shelter. With the exception of this one man, all of us circled back through the mesquite brush and reached the wagon, which had halted. Meanwhile, the shooting had attracted the men behind, who charged through the sand dunes, flanking the Indians who immediately decamped. Security of the Remuda and wagon was a first consideration, and danger of ambush prevented our men from following up the redskins. Order was soon restored, and we proceeded, shortly meeting the young German coming back up the road, who merely remarked on meeting us, Dem Indians shot at me. The Indians had evidently not been expecting us. From where they turned out and where the attack was made, we back-trailed them in the road for nearly a mile. They had simply heard us coming, and supposing that the advance guard was all there was in the party, had made the attack and were in turn themselves surprised at our numbers. But the warning was henceforth heeded, and on reaching the crossing, more Indian sign was detected. Several large parties had evidently crossed the river that morning, and were no doubt at that moment watching us from the surrounding hills. The canyon of Castle Mountain Gap was well adapted for an Indian ambush, and as it was only twelve miles from the ford to its mouth, we halted within a short distance of the entrance, as if encamping for the night. All the horses under saddle were picketed fully a quarter mile from the wagon, easy marks for the poor low, and the remuda was allowed to wander at will, an air of perfect carelessness prevailing in the camp. From the sign which we had seen that day, there was little doubt, but there were in the neighborhood of five hundred Indians in the immediate vicinity of Horsehead Crossing, and we did everything we could to create the impression that we were tenderfeet. But with the falling of darkness, every horse was brought in and we harnessed up and started, leaving the fire burning to identify our supposed camp. The drovers gave our darky cook instructions, in case of an attack while passing through the gap, never to halt his team, but push ahead for the plain. About one-third of us took the immediate lead of the wagon, the remuda following closely, and the remainder of the men bringing up the rear. The moon was on the wane and would not rise until nearly midnight, and for the first few miles, or until we entered the canyon, there was scarce a sound to disturb the stillness of the night. The sandy road even muffled the noise of the wagon and the tramping of horses. But once we entered that rocky canyon, the rattling of our commissary seemed to summon every Comanche and his ally to come and rob us. There was never a halt the reverberations of our caravan seeming to re-echo through the gap, resounding forward and back until our progress must have been audible at Horsehead Crossing. But the expected never happens, and within an hour we reached the summit of the plain, 
where the country was open and clear, and an attack could have been easily repelled. Four fresh mules had been harnessed in for the night, and striking a free gait, we put twenty miles of that arid stretch behind us before the moon rose. A short halt was made after midnight for a change of teams and saddle horses, and then we continued our hurried travel until near dawn. Some indistinct objects in our front caused us to halt. It looked like a caravan, and we hailed it without reply. Several of us dismounted and crept forward, but the only sign of life was a dull buzzing sound which seemed to issue from an outfit of parked wagons. The report was laid before the two drovers, who advised that we await the dawn, which was then breaking, as it was possible that the caravan had been captured and robbed by Indians. A number of us circled around to the farther side, and, as we again approached the wagons, in the uncertain light, we hailed again and received in reply a shot which cut off the upper lobe of one of the boy's ears. We hugged the ground for some little time, until the presence of our outfit was discovered by the lone guardian of the caravan, who welcomed us. He apologized, saying that on awakening he supposed we were Indians, not having heard our previous challenge, and fired on us under the impulse of the moment. He was a well-known trader by the name of Honey Allen, and was then on his way to El Paso, having pulled out on the dry stretch about twenty-five miles and sent his oxen back to water. His present cargo consisted of pecans, honey, and a large number of colonies of live bees, the latter having done the buzzing on our first reconnoiter. At his destination, so he informed us, the pecans would be worth fifty cents a quart, the honey a dollar a pound, and the bees one hundred dollars a hive. After repairing the damaged deer, we hurried on, finding Allen's oxen lying around the water on our arrival. I met him several years afterward in Denver, Colorado, dressed to kill, barbered, and highly perfumed. He had just sold eighteen hundred two-year-old steers and had twenty-five thousand dollars in the bank. Son, let me tell you something, said he, as we were taking a drink together. That Pecos country was a dangerous region to pick up an honest living in. I'm going back to God's country, back where there ain't no Indians. Yet Allen died in Texas. There was a charm in that frontier that held men captive. I always promised myself to return to Virginia to spend the declining years of my life. But the fulfillment never came. I can now realize how idle was the expectation, having seen others make the attempt and fail. I recall the experience of an old cowman, laboring under a similar delusion, who, after nearly half a century in the Southwest, concluded to return to the scenes of his boyhood. He had made a substantial fortune in cattle, and had fought his way through the vicissitudes of the frontier until success crowned his efforts. A large family had in the meantime grown up around him, and under the pretense of giving his children the advantages of an older and established community, he sold his holdings and moved back to his native borough. Within six months he returned to the straggling village which he had left on the plains, bringing the family with him. Shortly afterwards I met him and anxiously inquired the cause of his return. 
"'Well, Reed,' said he, "'I can't make you understand near as well "'as though you had tried it yourself. "'You see, I was a stranger in my native town. "'The people were all right, I reckon, "'but I found out that it was me who had changed. "'I tried to be sociable with them, "'but honest, Reed, I just couldn't stand it in a country "'where no one ever asked you to take a drink.' "'A week was spent in crossing the country "'between the Concho and Brazos rivers.' Not a day passed, but Indian trails were cut, all heading southward, and on a branch of the Clear Fork we nearly ran afoul of an encampment of forty teepees and lean-tos, with several hundred horses in sight. But we never varied our course a fraction, passing within a quarter mile of their camp, apparently indifferent as to whether they showed fight or allowed us to pass in peace. Our bluff had the desired effect but we made it an object to reach Fort Griffin near midnight before camping. The Comanche and his ally were great respecters, not only of their own physical welfare, but of the Henry and Spencer rifle with which the white man killed the buffalo at the distance of twice the flight of an arrow. When every advantage was in his favor, ambush and surprise, Lowe was a warrior bold. Otherwise he used discretion." End of chapter 3。With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.